Hi, you've reached the Caldwells. Please leave a message and we will get back with you just as soon as we <laughs> Welcome to the RV Work-Life Balance Podcast with your traveling nomadic hosts, Sherry and Russ Caldwell. Hey, that's us. We're living the dream, working from home, baby. No matter where home is. And you can too. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. All right. So, you know, I always start uh, trying to figure out how to get this thing started. And I think the one thing we've agreed on is I'm going to ask the question, where are we now? And I answer, right? <laughs> I hope it's you. <laughs> I, let me check. Yeah, yeah. Today it's you. This week, we are at Pacific Shores Motorcoach Resort in Newport, Oregon. On the coast, baby. Baby. And, and so... Why is this special? Oh, well, we're on our way home mm-hmm. to uh, Washington State. Yeah. And so we stopped in Oregon. Last week we were near Crater Lake, and this week we're out on the coast, which is completely unexpected, in my view, anyway. Well, it's not unexpected that we accidentally got here. It's no, unexpected we got here. in. It was planned. What we thought we were going to see versus what we saw. The reality yeah. of Oregon yeah. on the coast. And, and you think we wouldn't be surprised because we're like Washingtonians. We're from Washington <laughs> yeah, State. We should not be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. And I guess to explain, um, the Oregon coast is beautiful. It is rugged. It is stark. You're set up on the cliffs generally and the the sand and the beach and the waves and all is is far below there's a lot of rocks some small some very large off the coast of Oregon and it is incredibly beautiful but it's also surprising in a way okay it rains a lot that's not surprising no not surprising but here at this resort on the coast on the edge on the cliff over the Pacific. <laughs> it is very windy. Mm-hmm. It's a little cold for June. Neither of those are the big problem, though. It's the fog. It's the fog. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it is aggressively foggy here. And I don't know. Can, can you explain that? It just... I don't know, but I'll try. It's so it, creepy. It is weird, because if you've ever seen the movie The Fog, you know, it's like the, the ghost ships that come in to kill everybody in the town. It, it feels a little bit like that, but it's really the fact that you can see the fog blowing by like smoke. We talked about it. It was like, it seemed like there's a fire, Fingers and the smoke is you. blowing through the, the campground. Yeah. But it's just fog. And we can't see the ocean right now. We did... 30 minutes ago, but yeah. it's gone again. Or sometimes we're sitting here at the resort in a pea soup of fog, Yeah, but we'll go a mile or two down the road down to Newport Bay where the restaurants are and the and the uh, waterfront and the fishing trawlers coming in. It's very cool. And it's blue mm-hmm. and clear as day. But right on the, the beach, it many times just fog. Yeah. But yeah. why? What What's special about right now? Oh. Okay, do do you remember what anniversary 
this is for us. I do because you set me up for this and I'm <laughs> tossing it back to you. I was trying to scare you. Yeah, I do actually remember because she, she told me, by the way, this is our two year anniversary for being full time. Full time, baby. Full time, baby. Which is a big deal because I is. can't. I, you know, we started this. We never imagined. We never planned to get an <laughs> RV. We never planned to travel. Um, well, like we didn't. We, we were traveling like by phone, yeah. by uh, plane, by phone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so now we've been doing this two years. And two solid years. It was Memorial Day of 2021. It's crazy when we set out. Yeah, so you know, I'm sure everybody has those kind of things where you started something and then like two years later, you're like, "Whoa, I'm still doing this, and it's even bigger." So, yeah, that, that, that's incredible. And there's always questions. People ask so many questions about this experience. So we decided as part of our two-year anniversary full-time on the road celebration. Baby! Ah! Yeah. That uh, we would talk about maybe the top 10 things, top 10 lessons we've learned in our two years on the road living, working, and traveling full-time. Yeah, which is, it's fun because when we meet people, that's we all talk about some of these topics, so they come up a lot. So, if yeah. You can, yeah, and we also encourage our listeners that if you have questions or comments or anything at all, yeah. be in touch. Yeah, what, what have you learned? What have you heard that is like, you know, really changed how you travel and stuff? Because these are just the stuff we learned. Mm-hmm. Some the hard way, I'll be honest. Some were like painful lessons. <laughs> Some were you just slowly learn over time. It's like, oh, now I get it. So, but yeah, it's been interesting. Gotten pretty good at some of these things. Some, so, maybe wh- not. But. Wh- what would you say the first one is? Because it's a pretty big one. Okay. So, the top 10 lessons in our two years. For an RV work-life balance kind of way. Right? On the not road. Just, not just yeah. general RVing, right? Okay. We're dealing okay. with work and life balance. Okay. So the first, the very first lesson was figuring out our internets, which is your specialty. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I think we've mentioned it before. Number one question we get while we're on the road, and we ask other people the same thing, is, you know, how do you get internet? Because, you know, you might use it for entertainment. But we use it for work, right? Sherry's a writer and is publishing stuff all the time. I'm on Zoom all day. So internet's super important. And w- before we started, we were doing, what we call it? We were doing part-time and we called it uh, in the harbor, circling mm-hmm. the harbor. And we, we were, we, we were learning how to do this for the first year. Yeah. Uh, we had to work out the internet. Well, we weren't in Washington for the first year, but the first couple Six months. months. Yeah. 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 Uh, we were out by July of yeah. 2021. So we had to figure it out. Like, and, and while we joke about Starlink a lot because we do have it, we didn't have Starlink at the beginning. Mm-mm. We basically had to work out some hotspots from multiple providers because we knew one would be good here and not good there. Redundancy. Redundancy. Good job. Good yeah. job. Yeah. I so remember. we, in fact, I remember bringing, ordering all this stuff before we even left our our house and we said let's I, I started running all of my work over these uh different internet things without you know telling anyone i was working with because if you couldn't tell as i switched then it must be good enough 
And mm-hmm. that was how I tested these things out. So we ended up with a T-Mobile offer. We ended up with an AT&T. We ended up with a, a Verizon. And then eventually we were able to add um, Starlink. But I think that was after season one, right? That yeah. was our last year, last summer, yeah. um, when we were back in Washington. Yeah. So what are currently our big three? The big three. Okay, in order of... It's hard to say. So the funny thing is, is Starlink is number three, not number one. And but I, what I mean by that is, it is awesome. It is awesome. I'm not gonna. I'm not putting it down at all. Um, but I'll be honest. Uh, getting it out and setting it up is a big deal. And sometimes we are in places with trees, and you can't get it out, so it yeah. it can't even come out. But when we're traveling, even when we're driving, because we do some traveling for hours at a time, our top two is number one is our AT and T five G. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a separate episode about how, how we do all that. Um, but that 5G internet uh, from uh, AT&T is number one because it's on 24-7, feeding the rig all the time, even while we're driving, listening to music, looking things up. And most most of the country, I'd say, has been, has been reliably yeah. AT&T internet service. Yeah. The shocking number two, which I'll be honest, is starting to, t- to, to climb to number one in a strong way. Um, I don't remember how I found that one. I, it was an introduction from someone, but it's actually an organization that promotes um, the accessibility of internet. And the, the organization is called Calyx, C-A-L-Y-X. They offer both the devices and services at a very reduced rate, and it is fantastic. And so our second one is a T-Mobile 5G. It is actually right now twice as fast as the AT&T. Mm. Um, and in most cases, uh, it will defeat AT&T in performance, but it doesn't have, it has one disadvantage. It doesn't have an external antenna, so I can't leave it up all the time. So it's a nerdy thing, but, yeah, but it is big. amazing, is amazing. <laughs> and then number three, cause I don't want to belabor this first item is Starlink. Now Starlink is stunning when you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It, it, we've been places where nothing worked. You drop the Starlink uh, antenna out and magic happens. But if you do Zoom, this is the one thing. Zoom, uh, you know, when you get a buffering issue when you're listening to music or you're you're transmitting an email, no one notices. But if you have a stutter of five or ten seconds while you're Zooming, everyone notices. You know, it just get stops. That dreaded freeze frame. And when that you're is face- not good. It is not. When you're in a work conference. It is not. So... It's amazing 90% of the time, and we pull it out of the out of the basement 40% of the time. And the cool thing about what we got, because I don't want to stick here. Because right now, heading through Oregon and Washington with all the trees. It's not very helpful. We actually have it turned off. We have it turned off, which is cool because we don't have to pay for it. We, we have the RV version. So we mm-hmm. turn it off right on the app, and we say we're not going to use it for now. And so you get to turn it off month to month. Uh, and so we leave the other two on. And so I have it as an emergency backup, which is actually the whole point of redundancy. Mm-hmm. So what's yep. cool is, in theory, we'll use it probably 20% of the time cross-country, and I won't have to pay for it the rest of the time, yeah. which is really cool. So yeah. I do love it because it is magical when you need it, but it's nice to not have to pay for it when I have two other fantastic jobs. Right now, and that's about a hundred and fifty dollars a month that we're saving by having it kind yeah. of in freeze frame or yeah. 
our backup. As a tech nerd, I love to own it, but I'll be honest, I like not having to pay for it too. So <laughs> that's kind of cool. So yeah, that's the number one thing. Whenever we have it out, before we kind of figured all this out, everyone, all the boys would come to the yard, as they say, <laughs> to see the Starlink and talk about it. How do you like your Starlink? How do you like your Starlink? So it was a way to meet people, it but did. that was not the point. It right? did. So, and I always, I'll be honest, I ask other people too, what um, do they think? Yeah. And then the, the, the only addition to that whole conversation is that our cellular service, our main cellular is with T-Mobile. Oh, that's right. Our cell phones. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And Separate so, from that Calyx thing. That's right. It is still the T-Mobile towers, so they would have the same um, ability. But you're right. We Our phones um, were different than some of the, the networks we had originally because we've switched before. But good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So this is a big one for you. Number two, can we talk <laughs> about this? And this is super important when you're work-life balance uh, traveling. It is trip planning. And what have we learned what over did, the last what did we few learn? years? I didn't learn anything because I don't know how to do this because <laughs> I don't know how to do it. So. And trip planning includes our schedule, our campgrounds, RV-friendly GPS, which we've talked about before. And the biggest lesson we've learned with that is, okay, well, there's two things. Number one is we are still using an app from RV Life called Trip Wizard for planning, scheduling, RV-friendly GPS. But the lesson we've learned with that is trust but verify. I like that. (laughs) Uh, As far as the GPS goes, and there's, we've talked about that before. I'm sure we'll talk about it again, but having a handy truck atlas so you know which roads are truly big rig accessible and friendly. Low bridges. Are, uh, <laughs> around here, we had a low bridge we went through while touring the uh, coast of Oregon, and we were so glad we weren't in the rig at the time. And tunnels. Yeah. 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 So um, trip planning. We've discovered our favorite places. And we tend to really enjoy these quirky campgrounds. They're actually in the range of like 20 to $50 a night, which is cheap in today's RV life. And uh, they're just, they tend to be private campgrounds in unusual places. And we've really had some great experiences that we'll talk about as we go. So we've discovered our favorite places are quirky campgrounds. Um, and outside national parks. We love visiting national parks and also COE campgrounds. Corps of Engineers. Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah. And they are so cool. We've only had a chance to stay a couple of times because the biggest drawback... Most of the time they don't have all services. Sometimes they'll have just power. Sometimes they'll have power and water. Rarely do they have all three. With the sewer connection. And so staying for a full week uh, can be challenging, although we're getting better. We are. Yeah. Okay. Um, Also, with regards to trip planning, we've discovered our our ideal pace Mm -hmm. of travel. We've learned that we we really would like to, to, (laughs) to travel two weeks at a time where we stay at a, at a campground or a resort for two full weeks because we have the weekend in the middle where we can go exploring. 
And uh, also it's a way to save money because generally campgrounds uh, offer a weekly rate. Usually it's maybe pay for six and you get your seven, seventh night free. But um, it it is a way to save a little money. And so that's nice. Um, and then also our driving schedule. Yeah, part of the trip planning. Yep. And we've learned what 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 is the lesson there? It's taking a while, but when you're working, if you're just vacationing, it's one thing. But when you're working, time off is really nice. And so if we can uh, drive one long day, so we travel on Saturdays and Sundays typically. If we can drive one long Saturday and have Sunday off, it's great. Yeah. Because we got to work again Monday. So, if, But if we have to do two long days of Saturday, Sunday, and then immediately start work on Monday, it's hard. So, yeah, we've figured out we would rather double down on a long Saturday knowing we can sleep in on Sunday. And that that took us a while because we were so excited at the beginning. Like, we were like, whatever, we'll just drive. It's awesome. But eventually, you know, you're still living your life. You're still working. All the normal stuff you do in a sticks and bricks or a normal house, you're still doing. So when you don't get a day off, it starts to add up. And so that Sunday off, whoo, that's sweet. Yeah. So we tend to prefer to drive one long day, which is generally about six hours. Yeah, there which is longer been, than most people, I'll be honest. Right. So, most, yeah. A lot of people are out here on this 333 <laughs> schedule. You might hear that. Um, and that's It's what? typically three hours or 300 miles or stop by 3 p.m., depending on what works for you. And so, you know, that's, again, typically people that are retired and they just want to, which is, I'll be honest, it's a great schedule if you can do that. Yeah. Um, we, unfortunately, not fortunately or fortunately, <laughs> we always have a schedule. We're trying to get to a place because we have an event or we have a work thing. And so we're trying to get across country to hit these things. And so we can't typically go only three hours. So Right. We need to go further. Yeah. And also, to be honest, uh, these first fair. two years... Although our ideal is two weeks, we generally find ourselves week to week, yeah. leaving out Saturday, hopefully arriving at our destination Saturday late afternoon, mm-hmm. definitely before dark, and then um, spending the week uh, just because we've had places to be and things to do, and that's the schedule we've been on. We've also been traveling all the way around the country from Washington State to Florida and back around. And we're kind of, um, we're going to try to stick to that two-week thing. (laughs) We'll let you know because there's always something somewhere we have to be. And that continues through October, November of this year. All right, so we're going to try to pick up the pace because we've only gone through two of these items. (laughs) Um, Number three, learning to be flexible. Expect Expect the unexpected. unexpected. Which is like... You know, it seems so (laughs) obvious when you you start. You're going to learn so much. That's true. But we always get caught off guard. Always. Yeah. And when we had recently, we had some engine trouble and we ended up in Phoenix, Arizona. What would you say when I asked, what's this episode back then? Breakdown. Breakdowns. Yeah, 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 we talked about breakdowns episode. But, you know, you know, it's just the first thing, the first reaction is, 
oh no, I have reservations. <laughs> I need to I gotta be, be somewhere. <laughs> and we have right. learned that sometimes you just have to call the yeah. next place and say, hey, we're at Camp Cummins in Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to be a few days late. And somehow it all works out. Yeah. But you've got to expect the Cummins unexpected. is the engine company that, that powers our rig. So Camp Cummins is really just sitting in the parking lot waiting <laughs> to get fixed. Just so you know. <laughs> all right. So let's move along. Okay. So number four. What's number four? Oh, this is your expertise and do-it-yourself RV repair. I remember when we got this rig, we we signed up for like this extended warranty and we had, you know, the, the company that sold us the rig, they were like, oh, we're going to help you. You know, the moment they threw us the keys, it was ours. It was our problem <laughs> at that point. I did not know that at the time, but now I know that. We so, thought there'd be... You know, like RV service stations. We thought there'd be people just with all... Magical <laughs> gremlins that would fix this yeah. rig. Yes. Like with your car. Yeah. There's like people fixing it everywhere. Yeah, that's but not it's true. it's not like with that. With big rigs, no. it's not like that. No, so not like that at all. Be prepared that, number one, Google is your friend. And I'll be honest, number two, YouTube is amazing. Because uh -huh. they people that have already solved your problem are there. I live on watching YouTube 20 times and then doing the repair myself. So I'm not saying repairs that are super complicated, like rebuilding a, a transmission or something, but there's a whole bunch of stuff. We've talked about this before. When your rig rolls down the road, stuff breaks. So you're yeah. going to be fixing it. So don't wait. You're not going to be able to wait forever. There's yeah. a huge line of people waiting. To get yeah. Fixed. You can't always get to a service center. As That's wonderful right. as NIRVC is, our Amazing. national indoor RV centers, we have a partnership with them. Mm -hmm. I write for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so we love them. They're a great service center, but you can't always get to the service center and you can't always get in right. to NIRVC or Freightliner or Cummins. We had to wait a week. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say that Russ, who had never worked on an RV before. I could spell RV. That was pretty good. <laughs> to date, there are over 20 five things i'd say that you've figured out wow that that's not even including the, the coffee pot that i fixed so that's pretty <laughs> good so no that's just specifically rv, RV things yeah and i guess some of the biggest things were um well you fixed our aqua hot which that is the water heater. That was big. Yeah. So we have something That's that huge. basically provides what they say, <laughs> infinite hot water. And what they mean by that is water goes through this system and it heats it on the fly so that, you know, it's not a tank. It's tankless. Um, but, you know, it doesn't always work perfectly. So, and ours is propane powered and it has an igniter. And there's been some problems where we've had to replace yeah. that igniter twice now. Yeah. And so I'm pretty good at Aqua Hot, and I'm not you even are. certified, but I probably <laughs> should be certified to fix that equipment now. So, yeah, that's right. And because when we had problems with the Aqua Hot, and we would call the RV certified service guys mm -hmm. about it, they're like, propane? We don't do that anymore. I'm like, <laughs> we don't work on the propane. Our rig's a 2016, <laughs> not like a, you know, 1997. What are you talking about? So you figure these things out yourself right. with the help of you of your online community, yeah. really, and also Freightliner twenty four seven, and uh, YouTube, and so, YouTube, yeah. 
YouTube is the bomb. Yep. So I also want to say that in addition to the aqua hot, you fixed our water pump. Yeah. So everyone that has an RV will have a water pump and you will probably have to replace it. It luckily, this is probably the easiest thing. Well, not the easiest. It's pretty <laughs> freaking easy. Let's just say that. But be prepared. Uh, water pumps don't last forever. Luckily, they're relatively easy. But boy, when your water doesn't work. Your wife's That's not happy, so you better fix that. So, yeah. be brave. In fact, we carried a backup water pump the whole time, so when ours went out, I had a backup already. And so. you had to fix it yourself. Had to fix it myself, yeah. Amazing. No big deal. Amazing. I Amazing. I got street cred for that, though. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, there's yeah. a list of of 25 things <laughs> that this man has fixed. So, okay. So we're going to move on to number five uh, on this. So we'll go to the next item. Let's just say that. This is uh, another thing that we have learned. We learned weather years. patterns, which oh is. Oh, my God. <laughs> this year, we season one, we thought we did okay. Season two was all about weather. It was big. Right. Because you try to time your travels. Okay, we all know hurricane season in Florida, June through, well, as it we turns out. <laughs> I thought it was October, but it turns out it's November. But okay, so hurricanes has been a thing this year. Yep. With uh, We arrived in we Florida the first week of November, ended up driving back up to Atlanta for Tropical Storm Nicole that yeah. turned into a hurricane. That was a thing. Okay. So we all know Florida hurricanes. Okay. Uh, then when we left Florida and headed across the southeast back toward the west coast, there's there's tornadoes, guys. They chased us <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Four separate tornado events. We did. And we ended up in a, in a shelter. Yeah. In Arkansas yeah. at the RV resort that we were our at. Our bug out bag and we got into the shelter. <laughs> we said we're never going to see our rig again. And, uh, and crazy, crazy experience. So we finally got out of the southeast and we ended up in the southwest. What's the big thing in the southwest? Dust storms. That <laughs> Dust is actually storms. what we believe screwed up our rig, I'll be honest. So, <laughs> oh, the Camp Cummins thing. We actually had dust storms yeah. last season, too. So the Southwest yeah. has hit us two years in a row yeah. with dust storms. So that's no joke. So. Yeah, yeah. And then we finally get back to the West Coast. And I guess, actually, this year, this has been a thing all over. Yeah. Last year, it was the wildfires at Montana and Washington and Canada and Oregon and things like that. But we haven't hit that yet where we are now, but no. uh, wildfires but wild and smoke. wildfire and smoke season. Yeah, it's been yeah. bad. Right, so, yeah, the weather patterns has been uh, – th that's what's really funny because the previous season, we started when we rolled into Montana and we hit – wildfires mm -hmm. and i thought that was gonna be a crazy season yeah and then the rest of the year was pretty tame and this year was way worse with hurricanes and tornadoes yeah. right it was like smoke yeah. is one thing but when your rig is flying away in a tornado that's completely different so and we already know in our travel plans okay we spend the winter maybe in florida but not this year uh you want to be where it's warm during the winter and then we know that the best season in Washington State, the best time to be there is July, basically, right? July, yeah, August, through... maybe September, yeah. but we're usually on our way out yeah. at the end of July. That's beautiful then. Yeah. 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 Because of the rain and the seasons. So we're literally rolling in during that time. Yeah. Because we're trying to work it out. 
plus we right. have July birthdays that yeah, we, we deal got with kids to kids see and family to enjoy and have a great time. So, so you're constantly worrying about the weather patterns yeah, and understanding it. the difference between a tornado watch and a tornado, and a tornado warning That's right. so. <laughs> when you go to the shelter. Yeah. Uh, and so why this is important, because if you live in a sticks and breaks or a house, right, you're worried about your local weather. And so if you live on the West Coast, maybe in California, you have earthquakes and fires and stuff. You live in Florida, you worry about uh, uh, hurricanes. hurricanes. Uh, we get to see all of it as we travel, travel. So it depends on where you're going. We do coast to coast and we love seeing the whole country. So, of course, we get to try to dodge some of that. We stuff. are trying to travel. We didn't do great at it this year. We kept seemed to driving into yeah. it. So, yeah, they so. were chasing us. All right. Next one. Uh, let's okay. move along. The all next right. one. What is the next one? We wanted to talk about something we've learned about the social life of RVers. Did we learn anything about the social life? We have. You yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about this before. The one, the cool thing is like when we used to live in a house or in the condo in uh, Seattle, we barely met our neighbors. We barely got to talk to people. And what well, was interesting when we hit the road. I you, did, to be okay. fair. Okay. Apparently but it's just me. you as a worker guy. Exactly. But we meet everybody what, what's oh interesting is gosh. i met nobody <laughs> i meet more people than you do now he does that's what's funny so and it's always when we're leaving yeah when i'm supposed to unhook and get ready to go people want to talk to me there he cannot walk outside the rv door without the boys coming to the yard asking about the Starlink and how do you like your Integra? And exactly. Every, but Where have you been? And beyond like that. that, everyone is so very friendly That's right. in the campgrounds. And the events we go to. So we go to a lot of cool events. We go to the FMCA, which is the Family Motor Coach Association. Mm -hmm. We go to AIM event, which is all-inclusive motorhomes. Uh, we go to uh, lots of different places and we meet cool people. And, you know, some of them you really just hit it off with because you, yeah. you know, connect. And what's new cool best is friends. new best friends. <laughs> and you get to connect with them online the rest of the time. And occasionally you get to connect back up and see each other at another event. So right. we've met some neat friends. Uh, so, so give a, a sample of some of the people that we just like love just bumping into over okay. and over. Okay, a give shout an out. Mm -hmm. And there there have been so many because it is a very warm and welcoming and outgoing community. Um, but new best friends, we've got to shout out to Kim and Pete. Hey, Pete. <laughs> um, also, George, Andrew, and Elizabeth Taylor. Hey, Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> we, we, you got to explain, Elizabeth I know. Taylor. I'm trying to think of how to do that in a short term. It's their dog. It's okay. their dog. Uh, and done. it took me until we actually met them in real life. I didn't really realize that I was conversing on Facebook with a dog. The dog's famous. <laughs> so, then, so anyway, Kim and Pete, George Andrew, and Elizabeth George and Andrew and Elizabeth Taylor, uh, we met at the AIM All-Inclusive Motorhome Club rallies and events and just love them and have enjoyed seeing them after. Um, also, Ann and Brian, our Integra friends. Hey, Brian. <laughs> who are on the road of adventure. They do videos and... and uh, write-ups and newsletters on uh, Facebook. They're amazing. We're going to end up talking to them in the future, yeah. so you'll 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 get a chance, hopefully, to talk to them. Yeah, awesome. and their dog, Skipper. He's yeah. so cute. 
Uh, who else? Oh, uh, Bob and Lisa. Bob, <laughs> we get to go fishing soon. I promise. You're going to teach me how to fish. So, who travel in a TARDIS? Which is a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to explain that, so catch the next episode or a upcoming one. They drive they they drive a TARDIS. Let's just say that. It's and really we cool. actually first saw them at Stone Mountain uh, campground in outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Didn't meet them until a couple of months later in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, that's right. So if we haven't said this before, so you're right. We met them at one. We didn't meet them the first time. We saw them and we didn't know them. And you're right. It's because of the TARDIS mm-hmm. that we saw them. And that was a location where a movie was being shot. Oh, in New Mexico. In New Mexico for Disney. And so Disney was shooting a movie at the campground we were all staying at. We did not. Nobody knew that. Neither Bob and Lisa or ourselves did, did not know that. And so we got to meet them there. So that's right. That I forgot there was a connection there. Which was independent of the movie that was being filmed. But I know. I, I okay. didn't get to be in the movie this time. So no. I tried. They didn't want me. So. It was George Lopez and Eva Longoria. Longoria. That's right. Filming very Alexander's bad day. terrible, very bad, horrible day. Something the like children's that. book. Yeah. So we're excited <laughs> to see that come out because we were there while they shot that. So Yes. And totally random, but yeah. uh, but but this is what happens. The thing was, the we s- met Bob and Lisa right. and the TARDIS, even though we had seen them in Georgia and watched them pull in. Yeah, and that was a whole other story in itself. And we'll we'll end up talking to to Bob and Lisa as well because they're an interesting couple that have some amazing stories to tell with their bikes and stuff like that. Also but working on the road. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. They work out of the rig. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the things when you work life balance. When you meet the p- people doing similar things, they're traveling. They got great stories. So that was really cool. What's the next thing? Okay, then the next lesson that we learned out of the ten in our first two years is that water quality is a thing. Yeah, it's hard to believe. You'd have to think about your plumbing, your electrical, your internet, all that stuff. All these things you take for granted at home. Water, big deal. Real big deal. Mm-hmm. So so this actually turned out to be something that we caught caught off guard. We were in, where was it? Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. That's right, Detroit Lakes. And with, so, the, with the hard water hard issue. Hard water. So we didn't know about this. We, were, we learned... Unfortunately, sometimes the hard way. This is one of the hard <laughs> ways. And there was a lot of storms that week, too. So we had lots of storms. It was, a, it was an interesting week while we were there. But the, the thing was, we, we parked the rig, and we had noticed people had these big tanks beside their, yep. their the longer-term people had big tanks there. And I didn't think twice. Kind of like we had talked about in the last episode about um, everyone having um their their hoods up at the, you know it's like you, you just think about it but you like, don't worry huh, about it. Uh, that's I interesting wonder why they have those i things. should probably investigate this now <laughs> but i didn't and so we get halfway through the week we're there and we started seeing um the the residue of hard water yeah on dishes and in the appliances that in our and rig. on the outside of the rig we'd have the spots that's that right. was starting that's right. That's right. So we started seeing this as we started crossing, and, when, and it really got bad in Detroit Lakes, uh, Minnesota. And honestly, in Washington State before, and then when we lived in Atlanta, Georgia for 25 years, we never had to think about no. 
hard water versus soft water. Yeah. Okay, maybe we're naive. city water is is processed. <laughs> so yeah, but all of a sudden we're experiencing hard water. This is well what water. What the hell is that? <laughs> That's right. It's got a lot of minerals in it, and it ends up potentially damaging appliances, things like that. Yeah. And we started seeing it and showing our up. systems. Yeah, right? it started messing up the systems. And then a quick Google and noticing these other rigs quickly, we're like, we need a softener, a water softener. Dun, dun, dun. We may sound like the dumbest people on the planet, and everybody's like, oh my God, you should have known that. We did not, because nope. again, we didn't know that. Uh, and you had to have one that was portable and mobile. So we did the research and we quickly, we had to drive a long we way. We ended up driving from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota to Chicago. Almost all the way to Chicago. Illinois. Right. Oh, that was the next stop though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, but we yeah, up, we did go into Chicago to pick up this special water, water softener, softener thingy yeah. from Camping World. <laughs> we, we ordered through them. Yeah, it was an on-the-go <laughs> system. You can Google it. On-the-go water softener. Love this system. It's basically based on base, uh, simple salt. You just end up putting in uh, table salt, and it softens the water. Um, I'm sure there's other systems. It's been working for us for over a year. It's made such it's a huge difference, Yeah, particularly in those places where there's hard water versus... yeah treated soft water yeah if it's city water it's been treated you don't have the same problems but a lot of times the campgrounds as we're traveling you're in the middle of nowhere it's just it's basically pumped on the ground out of the ground which is fine it's it's nice and clean problem is is that it's got a lot of different um, you know uh, hard minerals and stuff that'll show up as uh, these calcites that are on your um, dishes and and appliances stuff but the softener really mess up mess your pipes up. Right? yeah it can really mess things up yeah. so that was a big big thing that we didn't plan on and i'll be honest add it to your list if you're gonna we'll be have full to put time. a picture and a link we'll put links yeah in yeah. the in the show notes below all right next one. Oh, but wait one more thing oh, one more note on really? the water systems what is, is filtration oh okay so that's big yeah so, okay, this is big. So <laughs> before, so we already knew about water filtering, right? We actually hadn't, we didn't know about water softening at the time Mm-mm. when we started. We knew about filtering. So we had started like everyone where you go to the Walmart system, you get the little blue filter. Turns green. out it's crushed. No, the green oh, right, system right, right, too. Okay. It was a crushed uh, carbon filter kind of thing. And it really doesn't catch anything other than like maybe a mouse that's going through it. <laughs> It's not good at all. And then the next level up, we were using this green system. I forget the name of it. doesn't matter. It's at Walmart. but this And it's actually very good. It's got a one micron and a, and a 10 micron kind of thing. And that was good. But, but they, they don't you, last long. Uh, yeah, because you use them up. and they clog up. In like two weeks. And maybe then you three. have no water. And those things are super expensive. And so we were going through them a lot. The water was okay, but it gets slowed down. We did that for the first nine months and because we want good water. We don't want to be drinking or using bad water. But it was not financially a very good option. So we started doing more research. And in the last six months, we've At made yeah. the move from in Tampa to Clear Source, which has a three uh, filter system one that pulls out rust, one that pulls out normal um, uh, particulates and stuff, and then one that actually pulls out. Um, uh, viruses and stuff so it's really really amazing and it changes the taste of the water it changes the quality of the water and it lasts so much longer but that's taken us almost the full two years to figure out and cannot say enough good things about that but that's different from softening so well also that filtration system that we have now mm-hmm. 
is in addition to you've got so many filters on seven filters. I mean, not just us specifically, but in the RV, we've got the filter coming into the RV. That's right. And then there's a a filter on the refrigerator. So what she's talking about, we have the the clear source as external and outside there's three separate filters. So you may not have that. Maybe you're just using the one from Walmart, the blue one. It's a good way to get started. Um, You'll have that one. But in our, inside our rig, we already have a full house master filter and that everything goes through that. And then there's a separate filter down there that feeds the, the refrigerator for us. Okay, so that's down there too. That's another one. And actually in the refrigerator inside the rig, there's another filter that filters the water one more time for the ice maker. And, and we use the Brita filter. And then my wife <laughs> loves the Brita. So there's actually, she puts it through another filter. So we have a lot of filters, but I'll be honest. It the, wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. The main thing was that clear source, keeping anything from going through any of their filters. So all the other filters in the house were just traditional kind of uh, filters that capture, you know, larger particulates and uh, and some of the other stuff, but but nothing like the rust and the virus protection kind of stuff. It changes completely. We would go places. I remember the water would actually smell when you turned mm-hmm. it on, yep. and that was going through like four filters. I'm like, something's not right here. Right. So now we have none of that, none of that, and we go cross country. But that took us. This is part of the lessons learned. That took us. Almost the full two years to figure out. I wish we'd have learned that sooner. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, okay. Um, well, <laughs> another most favorite product that we should talk about for just a minute is uh, our marriage saver. Oh, the walkie talkies. <laughs> oh, that could be kind of sexy that yeah, way. That could be dirty. <laughs> But walkie-talkie, we'll keep this quick, just to say, when yeah. we watch, so it's like a sport when you're traveling, <laughs> it's watching other people back their rigs in. Right. It's awesome. So you sit around with your drink, you're watching somebody back in, and inevitably, they don't have walkie-talkies. They 90% of the time don't even use their phone. They're waving their hands because they believe and yelling, and they believe they, the other person understands. And Or cell phones, which don't always, you don't always have cell phone yeah. service, so that's not reliable so it's hilarious because they end up yelling at each other and didn't you hear me blah 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 it's <laughs> hilarious where we were the last uh location and everybody watches everybody come oh. on guys so you're looking <laughs> to like minimize your stress right communication is number one that's true in your marriage that's true in back in an rv in and so, you want to look professional like pros <laughs> so yeah the last place the couple was backing in for 15 minutes while other people were waiting oh. to get in and they had no radios they also didn't know what they were doing yelling at each other yelling, they got out and yelled at each other <laughs> you don't want that so <laughs> i'll do it then and fine <laughs> we were at a place just recently and somebody came to you afterwards and said i really liked your radios we have walkie talkies that we ordered from amazon yeah they're so awesome that we had we got them for our daughter and yep. her boyfriend, when they were traveling, traveling across, across country, country in a U-Haul Separate in a car, cars, yeah. we got them for Scott and Kelly yep. Yep. Um, on their inaugural RV That's right. adventure. Yeah. Uh, it's a marriage yeah, saver. Yeah, the walkie-talkies are amazing, and they're fun. Yeah, that was supposed to be quick. Okay. Oh. All right, number, uh, the next one. We're going to talk about, oh, wait. You want no, oh. and actually the walkie-talkies, the marriage savers, kind of segue into number nine. Yeah. Living and working together in a very small space. This is probably 
this is a huge lesson of living, working, and traveling full-time in an RV. Guys, we've been married 35 years, <laughs> 35 years this August. Yep. And it was an adjustment learning to live together in 400 square feet of space with both of us working and just this lifestyle. Um, I'm noisy. But we have, we have survived. You are noisy. You're just loud. But <laughs> thank goodness. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> and I guess, you know, I have my own issues. I, 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 You're perfect. No, no, that's not true. Yeah. But that's why all your worker, your work co-workers are like, always say bless you when I sneeze in the background. <laughs> well, those are the same co-workers that wrote on my whiteboard, Inside Voice. Because I was voice so Russ. loud. We were he always loud. I'm very loud. So how we've lived, how we've learned to live and work together in our very small space. We are very fortunate that we have a back bedroom mm -hmm. and a back bathroom mm -hmm. that separates from the front of the RV with a big, nice wooden sliding door. So we both have our own space, so to speak. And we both have our own bathroom during the day because we have a half bath in the front. That is awesome. So I end up <laughs> making coffee in the morning and then I'm up here in the front. I have my desk, I have the coffee and I have my own half bath and then there's a door that separates. So she could be back there working on calls, uh, whatever. She has her own bathroom. Sneezing. Sneezing. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have to say anything. So, so yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, but we know not everybody has the same design rigs. In fact, some of our friends, they say, oh, we have a huge master bathroom, but they don't have a second bathroom. Right. And, you know, we actually thought our half bath was not going to be a big deal. We were like, eh. I was like, hey, could we make that into a pantry? Yeah. Just take that toilet out of there. And now I we're like, crazy. oh, my goodness, we are so glad that's there. <laughs> So, yeah, but that's, but that's important because again, some of our friends are retired and traveled. So it's not the same, you know? Right. So when your work life balance, you're trying to work out in a rig, it is different. It's important to have a place where I don't bother you while I'm doing stuff. And yeah, I run between calls. I go to the restroom. I fill my coffee. I get back in my desk. I shouldn't be affecting you. So, yeah. yeah. And so I have workspace in the back in the bedroom, but then I can also, I mean, there there have been times when I I still enjoy going to libraries, local libraries, where I can work amidst the books and the history. Yeah. And uh, it's a really nice, quiet place that I can camp out for an hour or a couple hours to get some work done. Yeah, what's nice is you can actually still come up front. You can, you know, make food and coffee and stuff like that because mm -hmm. the way I've got my desk set up in my Zoom um I'm facing against the rig wall, so nobody sees you as you walk by, so you can come and go outside. We just wanted to make sure, like, if I have some very early calls sometimes, yeah. and that's actually the next item. Yeah, that so, kind of leads into number 10. Yeah, which is sometimes it's very early for me, and I don't want to wake her up, and so I'm able to kind of, like, cordon off the back of the rig, and, and she can be fine. And that is number 10. What is number 10? Number 10 is um, this work-life balance and the key secret that Russ has learned to really make it manageable, his life manageable, and that is... Time zone management. I stay on <laughs> one time zone. So if you're not traveling across time zones, this does not apply to you. But we go coast to coast. 
and uh, most of the time. And so we end up traveling across all the time zones in the U.S. And that I've always tried to make sure not be a problem for anyone else I work with. Now, I talk to people all over the world. So Australia, China, Sometimes UK, India, everywhere. Yeah, it's just lots of time zones. But I never make it their problem. So I stay in one time zone. I actually stay in the Pacific time zone, which is actually where our, our location we're is based. based. Of, we're based yeah. out of that. And so even when we're on the East Coast for a while, I'm Pacific time. And so as we move, my times of when I get up, how late I work, how early I work, that shifts I don't make it a problem for anyone else saying, hey, yeah. by the way, I'm in the East Coast now. Call Nobody me now. else has to worry about that. Russ is always on Pacific time. Yeah. Whether and, it's 9 o'clock on the East Coast or 6 yeah. o'clock on the West Coast. And so it's painful at some times, right? So I, it's later uh, at night that I work on the East Coast. Uh, but it's very early on mm-hmm. the West Coast because everybody's trying to do calls early. But, you know, it ends up helping me, too, because there's some regularity to it. My calendar always looks the same. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I, it's painful because I wake my wife up to get up at 5 or 4.30 <laughs> to, you know, go through the shower or whatever. But, uh, you know, that that's okay. It ends up being okay in, in other ways. I end up, my day ends earlier, too. And so. we just kind of adjust. Yeah. We roll with yeah. it. Yeah. So that that was uh that was the the top ten things that That's we've learned. It. That is right. In our first two years, RVing full time, living, working, and traveling full time, coast to coast. I'm not even sure how things. to summarize this because normally we would say you know the things we learned, but we learned 10 things right there. Oh, that's just 10 of, that's ten the top 10. Yeah, we debated these <laughs> about which one should make the list. Yeah. But uh, they're ones that, they they made the list because we have so many stories we could tell you, we just don't have time to, but we wish somebody would kind of led us into some of those, like yeah. the, some water softener and things like just that. Just to know. Just to know that this is coming, yeah. be prepared. And it's not a bad thing. No. But we learned, and in fact, we feel really good about them now. All of these, we now have a solid comfort level about all of them. We're pros. Okay, that's pro too level. Far. Yeah, st- pro strat. There you go. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's what we've done, and it's it's exciting. This has been two years, and we're starting season three. Three, Woo! three baby. So anyways, <laughs> I think that's where we're going to tie this up. We're going to wrap it up. Sounds good. I want to thank everyone for listening to this. I know in a little bit longer, uh, please subscribe if you haven't. Take a look at the show notes. We're going to include a lot of links to the topics and the products we talked about here. So if you're interested to learn more and we hope. Oh, what? I was going to say, guys, this is an interactive experience. If you have any questions or comments or things that we can help illuminate or anything at all please please be in touch subscribe on the website and we're on social media always up for email or a a facebook or a message about any questions we'll catch you on the next podcast thanks everyone thank you let's go okay 